like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... a real false start there Man. i was excited i was yeah. ready to go i, I was know. told not to go dude I, it was off-putting I, I gotta tell you uh uh that that one was on old engineer bob i uh my hand shook a slightly probably due to my advanced age <laughs> and instead of hitting the play uh record button i hit the play button which is not what you want when you're starting a podcast recording right no you're playing an empty audio file and, yeah. and there's nothing to hear. It's not as exciting as recording. It's not what the people Want. are downloading this on their podcatcher to hear. Yeah, Silence. it's not what the fours of people yeah. have have found for free on the internet. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, that's not what this is. Yeah, Any- no, here we talk. We talk a lot. If you're new to the show, you're probably going to be done with us talking. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of the show. So goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also feel like we're not getting new people at this point, right? We're like, what, four and a half years in? Probably. Something the like people that. We're pretty close. Who are here are, yeah. are here. We're, yeah. If you're here, you're here. And if you are the Park County Sheriff's Office in Park County, Colorado, you got a call about a suspected wolf pack hunting alongside a herd of elk and you are on the fucking case right they're haunting with elk is that a thing they're they're worried that the wolf pack is going to attack the elk and they're like oh i was like is this an unlikely animal friendship situation no opposite side of the coin right yeah so they're like all right we got to get on it hashtag save the local elks they did their investigation the investigation quickly closed when they realized that the suspected pack of wolves were actually four saint bernards that got away from their house that's a oh big my dog. god they were looking for an unlikely animal friendship they yeah, said they really were. Oh, no, no, could, you, my, you four feet i have four, four feet, feet too. be my friend i lost my people yeah because my initial thought was that this was some sort of euphemism for furry burly men no. looking for leggy brown-haired women <laughs> with antlers no. and they weren't able to find uh, them no uh the owner of the four uh dogs uh got cited for uh permitting a dog to run at large oh no so don't for, you've been cited with dog freedom yeah dog freedom charge with four dogs. counts of dog freedom for, you've been cited with making us use our resources to go looking I'm, for wolves when I'm can, just you, looking for doges. You can be punished for for losing your dog. I guess yeah, so. I mean that makes sense. If the city has to track your dog, there's a there's a cost, cost associated that. with that if in the resources. City has to hire the dog tracker. I'm oh, trying one of that job. Kneels down onto the street, <laughs> dips his finger into the doos, takes a little taste. Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard every time. <laughs> He's visited the dumpster behind McDonald's. uh, That's where they're at. That's where you'll find them. I'm trying to imagine seeing four St. Bernards. I'm I'm, I'm picturing it like it's dark. It's nighttime. The only light is the moon. Yeah, yeah. Would you think a St. Bernard is a wolf? I think that's a different body type. I think I'd have to be far away, no glasses on, 
squinting pitch black where, now where they was did this? park city color or park county colorado mm. they did I think say I'd the video more... that they got was like from afar and it was kind of dark so because i think i jumped to chupacabra before i would yeah. be like that's a wolf i'd be like have that's you... not wolf shaped now have you cons- or like that's a fat wolf <laughs> have you considered even briefly that the viewer was an idiot yeah oh, or yeah. we're in colorado right yeah hi high as a motherfucker yeah they were just smoking a little oh. bit too much of that herb. They were they were drunk on that craft beer. It's a higher elevation. You got mm-hmm. drunk a lot faster. Every time. It's true. And they were just like, those are definitely wolves. We should no. call the police. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Colorado listeners, does the weed hit you faster too? Oh, that is that is an interesting question. Do you get question. more high? How much higher? Do I don't get? know. How high does Wu-Tang get? Let us know. How high are you right now? How high are you right now? And And what was your dosage? Hey, yeah. you know what? If you're a listener right now, are you high? Just send us an email. Boozerboozerpodcast, gmail.com, subject line, currently high. And uh, just let us know, yeah. you know? Yeah. We want to know yeah. about you. We're interested in you. Can I- uh, also, ask you for a friend. We're trying to get a group trip together to Colorado. Yeah, we're trying to figure how out how high to get. How fucked up will we be? Give us a friendly warning. Yeah. Yeah, if there are strains to like look out for. Yeah. Like, hey, don't smoke the angel dust or whatever the fuck. I mean, don't smoke angel dust. That feels like good advice. Yeah, just across the board. Whether you're in Colorado or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like angel's butthole. That that version of weed. Does they suck down that angel butthole? Angel's fart dust. That's the truth. Yeah. How It's in the Bible. In the Bible. Yeah. Yep. The Bible said so. The Bible also said St. Bernard's are not wolves. True. Mm-hmm. You know also, what? yep. You know what the Bible, the Bible al- also said? Good. Oh, yes. Hi. 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 We're the best. We are the Boozy Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink them out of the appropriate beer. And hello. At bad jokes. I was like, we switched. Now you got to come up with a thing. I know. I was like, oh, fuck. Now I'm like, ah. As I started saying it, my brain went, this is different. This is different. We don't know that how to do this. I was, I was sucking down that angel butthole too strong. It's just too strong. Um, I'm. Not sucking down Angel Butthole. I am, however, the one drinking this week. Um, and our beer this week is not a beer. No. It is a mead. Yes. Which is not carbonated, which Google thinks maybe should be carbonated. Oh. So Oops. it said lightly carbonated. I don't know. I mean, look, it, that is very lightly carbonated. No, and they're gone. Look at that. There's no okay, more. There's like a bubble. There's maybe, no more. Maybe too lightly. Maybe this too is lightly. a This is a glass of Minimade lemonade at this point. Yeah. Or urine. Your pick. Um, I'm I pick lemonade, lemonade if yeah. I'm choosing. I mean, you're drinking it. I'm. I choose lemonade. Uh, doesn't me. taste like a uh, piss or lemonade. Okay, Don't ask follow up questions. Um, so this is a mead from Havoc Mead. Bob thought me saying it's piss for me. <laughs> it's piss for me. <laughs> follow your bliss. You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Right? Oh, my God. Uh, so this is, a, it's a ginger mead. It's called Root of All Evil. And it is from a meadery uh, in St. Albans, Vermont. Ooh. And we went, and, and the logo's fruit. real cute. It's like a piece of ginger that looks like a little skull. skull. It's real it's cute. cute. Hell yeah. Haunted and, Bernie Sanders. Let's go. He's not yeah. So we went haunted Vermont. We did. Low hanging fruit. 
Uh, I'm asking you once again. To tell to, us about Haunted Vermont. To tell us Haunted Vermont. I don't okay. think we and I got to say, Vermont, you an old state. You really? got a lot of old stuff. You got a lot of creepy forest. Sure. Come in real light on the ground with your ghost stories. Um, I think it's that socialism. Just yeah. <laughs> gets rid maybe, of all the ghosts. Yeah. yeah these maybe ghosts when don't you have, have any unfinished business. They're like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no, I'm good. I got health care and I died and I don't feel bad about it. Right. Motherfucking Ben and Jerry's. They tried like hell. Yes. They, they gorged themselves on ice cream used their health care and then was like all right i've accomplished everything in life hey, that I if want you to. live in vermont send us an email do you love it because i visited a couple times and i thought it was great that was a really really beautiful state yeah it looks real pretty pictures yeah, i saw look real pretty yeah also Just, where do you find the moose because our family went driving around looking for moose and couldn't find a goddamn one around it was really irritating i mean you probably were looking in the middle of the city which was your first mistake i you. think the moose <laughs> could smell how thirsty you were i think that's also true yeah, all, all the moose get around and they're in their they moose knew. lodge. And they're like, those quins really want to oh, see us. quins are being super moose thirsty, so yeah. let's not go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could they could sense it on you. Yeah. They could tell you wanted some pictures for your social media. Yeah. They were like, we're moose fluencers and we don't need to be moose on your social media. We I'm have our own. moose fluencer. If you want to take a picture of me and post it on Instagram... It's going to cost you $5,000. Right. <laughs> We're going to need to enter in some content creator advertiser license. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're going to have to pay me. I'm going to need to own those pictures. Hashtag yeah. sponsored here's, post. He, here's my ad. summer dress haul. Link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only my story had haunted moose. Do your story. Does your story have a haunted moose? No, I can think no. about it like a moose no. with like with like a fancy dress on. Oh, I'm picturing extension. a moose in like a sundress. It's real like, cute. Uh, There's a frilly sleeve happening. Yeah. There's Chan- a flounce and its little moose butts coming out the back. Chanel bag hanging from its antlers, like fucking yeah, <laughs> real fancy with like a string of pearls. Yes, yeah, yeah. and those uh those fucking platform sandals from the 90s yeah. that are very popular all over again. Yep. Oh, those are back. Oh yeah. Oh the my Steve god, Madden's- and they cost like eighty dollars. I was like, these are fifteen ninety nine when we were in high school. Yeah. yeah, but we had the pay less where you could easily get those for fifteen. Oh, that's true. They don't. Have that doesn't exist anymore. anymore, does it? No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So they've got to go to the Steve Madden to get them, or oh. I'm sure the Walmart has them. Oh, I'm Walmart. sure the the moose is not wearing Steve Madden. They're no. definitely wearing Steve Mooden. Mooden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yep uh, all day moose mo- jokes all day cores. moose jokes moogle cores <laughs> Jesus. just fucking those are the sunglasses Isaac moose right <laughs> thank you guys Bob's gonna Calvin be here Claude. all day oh no what have I done to yourself so many moose jokes uh my I mean my story has some wilderness okay so we can insert some moose okay good meese, okay. moose eye moose eye uh but it is it's not there's no there's no moose in my story okay um like I said I found Vermont to be a little thin on the ground with yeah. ghost stories so I picked one that I felt was uplifting I was in a real good mood today oh okay. and I was like okay. I'm gonna pick a feel-good ghost story do it which we don't get a lot of those. We so don't. I'm going to tell you about the Battleboro Retreat. Oh, okay. Retreat yes. me. Do it. Yes. It's, it is a retreat, this story. Um, so the Battleboro Retreat was originally formed in 1834. Okay. When a woman named Anna Hunt Marsh 
passed away. She was a very wealthy woman. R.I.P. Her, her dad was a big, important white man. She married uh-huh. another big, important white man. So right. she dies. She has a shit ton of money. Right. And she she said, I in her will, she said, I want you to take a chunk of my estate and create an institute for like mental health issues and awareness. Wow. And I want you to create like it as a nonprofit. I want it to be able to pay for itself moving forward. So take all these steps towards making it financially solvent. The first Vermont, like even in older times, Vermontians cared about. Yes. She was the first woman. So she did it. She did it posthumously, but she was the first woman to start a mental health facility in in America. Um, It was also the first mental health facility in Vermont, and it was the 10th privately owned mental health facility in the United States. Fantastic. So this was 1834. So it ended up taking about $10,000 out of her estate, uh-huh. which I did the upconvert. It's about 350K. Okay. Okay. Which is crazy to think, because it's this is a huge healthcare campus. So it started out as about 300 acres in the Vermont wilderness. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we're going to build this uh, institution. We're going to call it the Vermont Asylum for the Insane. Because 1834. That's what, yep, yep, sign of the times. In the late 19th century, they actually shifted the name to the Battleboro Battleboro Retreat because at that point, Vermont opened a state-run institute, which they called the Vermont State Asylum for the Insane. Oh. And they went, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm, too closey-closey. Right. So they changed the name it is by the city of Battleboro. That's why it's called that. I it's see. like off the like Battleboro Meadow and like right. that's it's where the name comes from. It's just off the freeway. I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. Exit 17. Yeah. Um, so it's based off of the York Retreat, which was a very popular retreat in the 1800s in England, um, which is based off the Quaker concept of a moral treatment of dealing with mental illness. So don't so strap were, them to a chair and like shock yeah. them. Yeah. So they were like, because the Quakers, they're nice people. So they were basically like, you have a disease. This is not because of sin or because of bad choices you made you have a disease and we're going to treat you like it's an illness like we would treat any other illness i i feel like what year was this my god like this is 1834 it was crazy it was it's also vermont though yeah you know i'm not surprised yeah yeah um so their treatments focused on uh they didn't it's the 1800s but they weren't big focused on uh like medications or like lobotomies or electric shock treatments anything like that they were like you know what these people need they need some therapy yeah they need fresh air they need educational enrichment so let's send these people to school they need physical activity including um moose riding like jobs moose riding moose riding Moose knuckle riding. Yeah. Um, oh, hell so, yeah. Now we're talking. So this is the like. Home for the criminally s- insane and horny. And <laughs> um, as they murdered that dick. Um, so <laughs> this is like uh, they give them jobs. So they have a sense of purpose. They get outside in the fresh air. They move their bodies. They're basically like we can make your mind stronger if we make your body overall healthier. Okay. Which, like, for 1834, that feels real bold. It's it's very progressive. Like, very, it's like uh, 200 years-ish in the future kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, they were not trying to, like, oh, you got tuberculosis, let's crack your, crack your, your yeah, rib cage open. open. And just expose you to the sun. Like, we're going to think were about like, this. 
they were like, yeah, let's make sure that we have enough staff and everyone has their own room and every room has a window. Clearly and let's this give everyone didn't succeed because my God. S- some time outside. No, it did. It did really well. It did really well. And because they'd been gifted this this amount of money that bought them this huge plot of land, as more and more people started to come, they were able to keep up with the inflation of the amount of patients they were serving. They just build more rooms, build more wow. space. They just didn't build bunk beds. That's yeah. Nice. So they they never got overcrowded. Pretty much everyone had private rooms, and every hey. private room had windows. Nice. <clears throat> yes and they had a full-time staff like they were always adequately staffed um uh so there were very few complaints like very few people were like they're mistreating my grandma or whatever right. um and people really wanted to send their loved ones there so much so that like when the state opened a facility and then people who had less means started mm-hmm. to be shipped to that facility and said they like threw fits and were like no 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 crazy uncle jim's gotta go back and so then the facility started doing like low and no cost treatments for people who didn't have as much money wow may i ask you a may i ask you a quick question about this sure now i hope i hope you've done this research you said that they they treated these mentally ill people as though they were actually suffering from a sickness correct Mm -hmm. yeah um did they actually have any information as to like how many people they quote unquote cured or or like what I, I, I the 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 word I'm, that keeps coming to mind is like recidivism rate right which is not exactly the right word because they're not technically, yes but like, I think they I yeah. think they got a lot of like my wife is talking back to me she's crazy and then like she kind of just got to go to like a spa like and it was like a version a of that minute. yeah oh, okay but like for people who were actually had mental instability issues you know like issues that we now treat with medicines that didn't exist then they would just live there and they just took care of them to the best of their abilities there were like certain wards within the space that were like locked down i guess is the correct term but like the campus the facility there's no fencing there's no it's just it's like a college campus it's just Mm -hmm. like open to the rest of the city like why why would you want to leave it's really nice here people treat you nice yeah well it's just like this person just you know their brain has is a little bit messed up but that's no reason they shouldn't be a member of our community and so they just integrated them into the community so much so that like the facility had like events multiple times a year where the community would come to and they would have groups that like went and did outings within other things in the community all the time like it was just a part of the community all right because mentally ill people are not not to be like shuttered away so i don't know about their brain recidivism rates but (laughs) i think low dang this is really this Um, sounds like really wonderful it's yes, I'm telling you, it's a, it's, I'm telling you, it's an upbeat story. Yes. It's an upbeat story. So because of this, because they had this money, because they made good financial endowments, they were able to maintain, they're to this day a non-for-profit. Wow. Um, so, but because of this, they were able to do a bunch of new things and be like, maybe this will help them. Maybe this will help them. So they had a bunch of firsts. Okay. So like within the, like, uh, it says like, it first insane asylum but like the first mental health facility they were the first ones to have a patient-run newspaper which continually oh. runs to this day oh fun wow they were the they were the first one to have a gymnasium so like a place for them to go work out gotta play that they basketball were the, 
they were the first to have a swimming pool, Ooh, which was incredibly popular until like the 1920s, 30s hit and there was an, a polio outbreak and oh, they shut the pool. Yeah, you know, maybe we shouldn't spread polio to each other. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they never reopened that pool, but oh. then they built another pool that's better and nicer and there's still a pool there today. Okay. But they were the first place to have a pool. They had uh, a bowling alley. Hell they had yeah. A ch- if they I had go a cha- crazy, that's what I want. I know. They had a chapel. Okay. Um, they had, uh, they called it something else, but it's basically a book club for the patients. I want to go here. This sounds fantastic. Yes. And they were, that whole like, we're going to put these people to work, not in like a, we're, we're Slave, profiting off their labor. labor. Kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in like a, it will benefit them to get outside, to work with their hands, to get sunshine and physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were other places that were doing that with farming, but they were the first ones to do it with a dairy. They had a completely self-sufficient dairy run by patients. Oh, oh. Yeah. milk cows. Yeah, so cute. Uh, so they were really integrated within the community. Like I said, they didn't. There's like I could find no records of them doing lobotomies. Wow. They did do ECT, which is basically electroshock Shock. therapy. Okay for a minute on a couple people and then they were like we don't know that this is actually helping that much and then they stopped oh wow okay so they tried it because science said it should work should work yeah and then they were like no i think these people would be better serviced if they just could go bowling and then work a shift at the dairy yeah you, you know, know what? i would agree i would rather the- go bowling go to work versus having my brain yeah come come home read your assigned chapters of girl with the dragon tattoo Mm -hmm. and and like go and then go to the movies in a big group in the community that's yeah seems great um so it got it got bigger and bigger over the years because lots of people wanted to come here Mm -hmm. then they started to see a downturn in patients as like i said they were pulling them out of this private institution to put them in state run Uh ones yeah and then as the invention and popularization of uh psychological medications so you started to be able to treat things with meds and then people could go off and live lives and didn't have Mm -hmm. to be in a facility right um so it started to um have less and less people who needed to be there all the time right and they said we still have money we still have space let's just expand what we offer to our community so they started to do like outpatient treatments for people they started to do like just branches of legitimate just talk therapy for like troubled children they started to treat drug addiction like as a drug addiction and not as like let's lock you up in prison right you had a tough day yeah. at work. They talk you through it. Yeah, yeah. They really just started to be like, "Well, we have space and we have, we Staff? have faculty who yeah. understand how to help people. Let's just help different people, people. with different things." You, you poop your pants in the car. You know what, man? It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody sometimes you gamble on a fart and you lose. No, it happens yeah. to everybody. Don't even worry about it, it. It does. Don't happens be embarrassed. To Absolutely. <laughs> um, so they discovered that like some of their patients were having a lot of trouble sleeping, and so they would be up all hours of the night, and they'd sometimes be like wandering around the campus at night. And it left them feeling like a little disconnected from society and the community. So they built this huge clock tower that was lightly illuminated and has clocks on all four sides. So you can always see what time it is. So you always have like a grip on reality and like where you are within the space. So you're never like out of you never feel like you're out there on your own. You're like, oh, I'm walking around. It's four o'clock in the morning. You're not like I'm just out here in the middle of nowhere doing nothing. I Time has no meaning. I thought you were going to be like, oh, they invented the white noise machine to help you fall asleep. <laughs> no. no, but and Life then they saver. count. 
Life and then they have they have this huge beautiful meadow that the county was like we have like a dam system and like we would really love to be able to flood this meadow seasonally so that we can like keep the water but use it for other things and they were like okay we'll let you do that but like only if you open it to the community so like they did and then it got it, people would go ice fishing people would go like ice skating on wow. it they would like uh yeah seasonally flood the meadow which Fine. feels like such a vermont thing to do <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, so it's now the facility still open to this day. It's over a thousand acres. There's okay. 58 buildings. Again, it's it's college campus like still. There's no there's no mm-hmm. fences. It's also open to the community, to the public. So they have big it's a thousand acres. So they have big chunks of like forest and wilderness full of mooses. Yeah, I assume. Um, and it's open for there's like they've built hiking trails that the community can use wow. or there's like cross country skiing available to you in the wintertime. Um, and if you were curious, uh, that dairy farm does still exist, but it's no longer run by patients because oh. it now brings in money that helps run the facility. Oh, <laughs> do they make yeah. that spicy habanero cheese? Is it Cabot Vermont cheese? Maybe I didn't super look into the types of cheese the dairy made, See, but I'm gonna say yes. Thank you. Okay, good. I thought you were gonna say they, there's no longer a dairy farm because the cows went crazy too. Oops. <laughs> no. Mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. No, and then they cured all the cows. And they got them on the, the right the, community. the right mix of brain drugs and sent them back out. Hell right. Yeah. Cows living um, amongst the now mooses. what's the cow recidivism rate? <laughs> high it's very high 100% the cows can't stick to the to the you know the medications no they start to feel better they go off them and then they're like oh no I was better because of the meds it's it's it's, it's cows very you know cyclical. what yeah. are you gonna do yeah. oh cow's gonna cow mm. I don't like uh, it slow down <laughs> but we're here to talk about one very specific aspect of this like I said campus like facility and that's called the retreat tower Ooh. So the tower is this uh, stone masonry tower that's uh, 65 feet tall, which I had to deep googs to figure that out. They didn't want to tell me how tall it was, uh, but it's, it's literally just one single tower in the middle huh. of the woods. So like a uh, 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 like paper towel tube in yeah. the middle of okay. the woods, just 65 feet pretty tall it has the little like castle-y things on the top of it you know uh-huh. um and it was built in 1886 by a mix of like uh, smart mason people and patients oh. so like get outside work with your hands do something cool mm-hmm. so the patients like helped build this tower and the point of it was that it was tall enough that from the top of it you could see the whole expanse of all the at that time 300 acres that encompassed the facility mm-hmm. So it was a way for them to like take in the beauty of the natural landscape, like, you know, work hard outside with their hand, that kind of thing. Uh, and it really helps people like they didn't make anyone do it. Patients had to like voluntarily sign up to want to work on the tower. OK, it looks real cool. They like did some cool like the, the stone around the walk. The doorway at the bottom is like a whiter stone than the rest of the stone. All right. It's all like gorgeous and covered in moss now. It looks V-cute. It's just a V-cute tower in the middle of the woods. Also, sadly, V-haunted. Oh, so it's but it's cute. It's it's one of those where it's like spicy, but also very sweet. You know what I mean? Like Yes. Best so, of both worlds. 
so sadly, even though this facility did the best they could possibly do for all of their patients, you know, a lot of people there were going through struggles. Mm -hmm. And some of them used the, once the tower was built, some of them used the tower as an opportunity to swan dive into oblivion. Yeah. Oh. It happened. Very pretty. It happened like not that often, but often enough that it was like a thing. Mm. And then sometimes other people who weren't even related to the facility would come to unalive themselves from the tower as well. They were like, oh, that's what we do here now. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, uh, that's the problem. You build a big thing, people are going to want to jump off. I was hoping people yeah. were just pissing off the edge, but no, no, no. no. It had I'm sure sad. they did that too. Oh, all right, well. Plus, is Maybe minuses. one and then the other. Lighten hey, the load before ever, you go down. If you've ever pissed off a tower, send us an email. Why? Yeah. No one wants know. to Why die with a full bladder, you know? No. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Especially not from, spl- from splattery. Because 65 feet, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah, you'll get splooshed. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, and the the interesting thing is where they built this tower is sort of right next to where the cemetery is. Oh, mm. you're just going to be shuffled off from this over here. I mean, that that's convenience Ye- itself. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and so people say that like when you're the the tower doesn't have a lot of vibes, but the cemetery next to the tower, there's some like, you know, I feel um, I feel a feeling of unease. I feel mm. on edge. I feel like someone's watching me okay. from this uh, cemetery. Uh, there's there the old timey like, you know, stone headstones. Yeah. And there's not as many headstones as there should be for the amount of people that are buried there. Because apparently in the late 1800s, early 1900s in New England, uh, when they ran out of space or money, they would just chip the name off of a headstone, dig the grave back up, put someone else on top and put a new name on it. That was like like a thing that they did. Um, there's also quite a few headstones that just have a year and say unknown because they're people who just came to the tower to unalive themselves. They didn't have a driver's license, could never. Yeah, they they, they don't know who they are. Um, so yeah, so people get they feel kind of uneasy. Some people will see like shadows out of the corner of their eyes. That thing where like you see it and you turn to look at it and it's gone. There were a couple firsthand accounts of people like watched a shadow move across the cemetery to a particular grave and seem to lie down and then dissipate into the grass. Yeah, man, he's going back to sleep. But the most com- but the most common ghosty sighting from this place is is at the tower itself, and it's uh, a f- it, the tower is now closed. You cannot oh. go up the tower okay. because the state of Vermont said this is not safe. People come here to unalive themselves. We have to stop making Knock this an option for them. Right. Uh, but some people will be like hiking through, and they'll be like, "There's a person on the top of that tower. There's no one supposed to be on that tower." And then the person will yep. leap off the tower oh. and will slowly fade. Into nothingness oh. before they hit the ground. Oh man! Well, yeah. So there, so there are still some people stuck there who are stuck at a bad moment in their life, mm-hmm. um, but surrounded by beautiful fields and a love, lovely, thriving dairy. Yeah. Oh yes, beautiful. <laughs> you can't get ghosts without some dead people. My story had to have some death in it. Yeah. Right. Right. No, right. I mean, look. If there's one, if you gotta go out, go out smelling cow shit. You know, that's, that's yeah. Everyone's dream. And like, Jumping off this beautiful hand-built tower that like has lovely views, 360 views. Um, so like I said, this 
this place is still open to this day. Yeah. Uh, their website has a lot of options of what they offer, including a lot of information on their COVID protocols, which, you know, in, in mid-2022, that's the thing of beauty to still see. Yeah. Hell yeah, you love it. You love yeah, to see, see it. it. So they have all kinds of programs now, inpatient, outpatient. They have programs for children, including a large program based on children um, who are dealing with mental health struggles because of LGBT issues. Okay. Which is nice. Um, they also now have an outpatient program for first responders and like mental Smart. and medical health professionals who just yeah. need yeah, a I little mean, bit of talk therapy. I mean, they saw a lot of people die in the last two years. Yep, yeah. yep. And they have a program that treats opioid addiction that is open to uh, low or no nice. income, like payment for people who need it. Good. Nice. That's because it's a still problem. a not-for-profit. So they're like, if they have money, they like turn it back into programs that help the community it's really like wow this is what we all could have we yeah we could all have this if we were not all psychopaths it seems real cool so the tower like i said is closed the state of vermont said this does not seem safe for us to let you in so they put a door on the downstairs opening and they only open it once a year to let people come in and walk up to the top and like take in the view because it's still it's still sound it's still like stable nice um, but they now only open it once a year and there people monitor it. Yeah. So no more jumpies. Yeah, I suppose if you look like you're gonna go over the edge, they're gonna like, you know, yeah. grab your Um But yeah, so that is the Battleboro Retreat. I like it. The I like it. nicest mental health facility we've ever covered on this show. So true. Yeah. <laughs> and the the sweet little ghosts who jump off the tower. Sweet. Uh, well, uh, hey, I'll yell at you for a second. We'll come back. We'll get another uh, Vermontian ghost story. Will it be this happy? Probably not. But hang out. Maybe it will be. Hey, everyone. It's your old pal, Isaac Moose Rahi. And when I'm not designing moose clothes, I'm listening to the Booze of Bruce podcast. Hey, go to iTunes and submit a review or not. And then go to patreon.com slash booze of bruise, where we have audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches, and the talented engineer Bob does, but none of my clothing designs for moose which is bullshit and then actually it's moose shit and then you should go to the twitter <laughs> and then instagram Bruce and, Bruce and facebook oh and facebook there to come, you go Bruce whatever and, and then come talk to them and then tell them the moose wear really needs to be part of the booze and bruise offering okay goodbye two three go how did we get through Two entire segments and not come to moose and bruise. Oh, we didn't, did we? That's a great question. How dare, yeah. I Booze and booze and moose. Booze and moose. Booze and bruise. Moose and bruise. Moose and bruise. There's so many combinations yeah, that there could be. Yeah, so many. None, There's so many ways none. we could have integrated moose culture I, I into just, our show. I've failed. I have failed the moose population. Our moose I know. listeners are leaving in droves, and I apologize. I wish there I was something I could do. I don't know I've ever seen a moose in person either, Bob. Yeah. You they're haven't? real big. They're like dinosaur big. They're real big. Yeah, they're gigantic. I, I really wanted to see one, but... Yeah. They don't have moose at the zoo that I am aware of that we I went to. They had I don't elk. think so. Uh, I no am moose. going to Vermont this summer, so if I see a moose, I'll oh send you a God. picture. Ooh. Take a picture. Take I several. Will. I will. I'll put a sundress on it and I'll take a picture. Ask them who made their shoes. Yeah. Be like, are you wearing Steve Mooden. Steve Mooden definitely made the shoes. Yeah. Adid Moose. Yeah, something. There we go. Anyway, 
Um, so we're back more Vermont and I, because I'm, as I said to Vanessa last night, because I'm the captain now. Yeah. You're the captain. Look it's your me. show. You do what you want. Look at me. I'm the captain. Now. I I'm fully support this. I you're support not. your captaining. Thank you. Um, because also like Tuna said, ghosts kind of light on the ground and I was like, yeah. this isn't great. So I found something that I did find kind of fun. So I'm going to tell you about the Bennington triangle. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm yes. excited to learn about the Bennington Triangle. Yes. We've done the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. We've done the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. Now the, be- the Why are they all bees? It's, you know what? Why are they all bees? It's if a great mystery. If you're going to be, it is part of the mystery. Does this answer the question of why it's always bees? No. Okay. Oh Not my the God. Bees. The world will never know. We are, <sighs> nope. Are we, we're going to leave with just Do you know why questions. it's always bees? Booze and Bruce podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me know. Even if you're making it up, let me know. I want to hear yeah. your Oh, theory. yeah, do your best make ups We'll believe you. We'll put it on the internet and tell other people it's true. Yes. So, the Bennington Triangle. So, Bennington is a town located in the southwest corner of Vermont. It is the third lar- largest town in all of the state with a whopping 15,333 oh people. Oh, my How cute. It's so cute. Aww. I feel like that's about as big as the town I live in. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, it's smaller than the town I grew up in, but I don't think the town Bob grew up in. Oh, uh, so, no, 5,000. Yeah. So this is significantly larger. Yes. Significantly. I mean, it's the third largest in the state. How third many largest. of those 15,000 are moose? Seven. Okay. Um, Only seven or yeah. 7%. Oh, no, just seven. 7,000. Okay, just seven. Yeah, there's 7,000. Yeah, there's 7,000 <laughs> moose. It's um, basically half moose. Yes. Um, and also, as Tuna mentioned, the uh, state of Vermont, very old. So you'd be shocked to learn that the town of Bennington is also very old. Yeah. Um, it was chartered on January 3rd, 1749. Oh, by, wow. By Colonel Governor Benning Wentworth and named in his honor. Not Chester Bennington. If, I just want to clear Benning that up now. Benning Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> 877-CASH-NOW. I have a structured settlement and I, I need, need cash, cash now. I'm defaulting on mortgage-backed securities and I need cash now. <laughs> Moose-backed securities. Moose-backed <laughs> securities! <laughs> I've got these tranches of moose-backed securities. I'm, try- I'm just trying to offload. I'm trying to offload. I need, I need cash now. 2008 was bad. <laughs> Wait till you find out about these moose-backed securities. Yeah, the bottom really fell out of the moose market. Really did. I don't even know if there ever was a moose market. I tried. I really tried like like Dogecoin. Adju- an adjustable rate moose. <laughs> moose gauge. Had a fixed arm moose. Fixed <laughs> arm moose. We're, we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Us just picking random financial terms we know and inserting moose. Yes. I love it. Moose insurance. Like, uh, yeah. we can keep going. So anyway, named after Colonel Governor Benning Wentworth. And his structured settlements. Um, the town is home to the Bennington Battle Monument. Also, similar to Tuna's uh, structure, it is also a very large phallic-like tower structure. Oh, thing. it's just it's, a paper towel tube in the middle of the forest? Why do they build those in Vermont? Very popular. People, you know, the architects of Vermont only know how to make circle phallic shapes. Hell yeah. Things. Yeah. They were like, do you need any sort of support? Do you need, does the no. dick need balls? No. no. Just a dick. Just you know dick. what? You Just know what would make this forest better? A big dick. A big stone. A dick. A big stone dick. Yeah. yeah. 
and you know what it it, it is it makes it it really makes i mean the it, it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful stone it's like it's, it's like the greatest the trees are its pubes bro you know it's deep deep moose thoughts yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> deep moose thoughts with yeah. Bob moose all the moose walk up to it and be like hey it's like mm-hmm. the trees are its pubes Anyway, I wouldn't have thought of that. this. This battle monument here is the tallest human-made structure in Vermont. I didn't look up how tall it is, but it's bigger oh, than yours. How dare you? I looked up the, the the height of my stone dick. I didn't. Mine has nothing to do with my story, so I said I'm not going to waste brain power. Do you want me to look it up? What's the Please. name of yours? Benning Battle Bennington Battle Monument. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Hold on. But I'm still looking up com- com- commune living houses. <laughs> um. So the town um, also, so anyway, sorry, back to the battle monument really quick. It celebrates the victory of the uh, New Hampshire militia over a ragtag group of Hessian mercenaries, loyalists, Canadians, and Native Americans during the Revolutionary War. Great. They're like, hey, we won. Yay, America. You did it. You did it. You beat a weird group of German people. Tremendous. Good job. Here's a phallic stone monument. it, It real big. It, big. Much bigger than my stone dick. Uh, Vermont's most popular state historic site, the Bennington Battle Monument, is 306 feet and four and a half inches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know they needed that four and a half because there's something <laughs> just shy of that. Yeah, and like, we yeah. Need to be they put a one. flag on the top of it. They're like, we're the tallest That's again. It. That's a lot bigger than my monument was. Yeah. It you, looks like the Washington Monument. Yeah, like, it's, it's a real big dick. It's a real big dick. Just big stone penis out in the middle of the town. Yeah. Why not? But yeah, celebrates victory and war. Yay, America. The town is also home. Well, the area surrounding the town is also home to the Bennington Triangle. The Bennington Triangle. So Bennington Triangle. I made up a new song, guys. I loved it. I don't know why I didn't go to my default song. It's the Bennington Triangle. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I didn't do that. Did you bump your head again? Is your cookie lobe? My cookie lobe. My brain is too full of moose. That's what it was. Yeah. This was inspired by moose. The song was inspired by moose. That's the song of the moose people. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, the name Bennington Triangle was first coined in 1992 by local New England author Joseph Citro uh, during a public radio broadcast. Um, He used it to describe an area of southwestern Vermont within which a number of people uh, seemingly vanished between 1945 and 1950. The triangle is centered on Glastonbury Mountain and the town surrounding it, including Bennington. Um, while the bulk of the disappearances occurred during that five-year span between 45 and 50, um, about 40 And you people- said 1945, right? So that's pretty, that's pretty like 80 years ago. Yeah. For people to have gone missing. Like less than 100 years ago. Um, but yes, the, uh, even though the bulk of the people who have vanished, vanished in that five year span, about 40 people total have seemingly disappeared in the middle of the forest. Oh, they just go hiking in that forest and they don't come back. And they just never are found again. Um, I think Moose ate them. Probably. You know what? That's, that's the solution. Moose, that that's my, having known flesh. nothing more about your story that I know right now. That's my hypothesis. The moose my hypothesis is uh, Moose ate them. You're Carnivorous right. moose. Yep. You're probably right. Because what uh, some people are saying is that a bobcat ate them. I'm like, bobcats don't eat people. No. I think it was a pack of wild... Uh, moose? Uh, Rabbit no, moose? Uh, no, St. Bernard's. Oh, St. Bernard's. Yeah. Mm. I was like, no, the dog's from earlier. 
Tie it back to your fucking cold open, I was loser. Like, no, my brain is trying to remember the dog name. Shut up. I'm not giving it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. Rabid moose. I got there. I got there. Um... But yes, because all but one of the missing persons has been found, there are rumors and legends surrounding this area and saying that it is possibly cursed um, by the formerly local, uh, what are they called? Abenaki tribe. Okay, wait, they found all but one person? Yes. So they're not Uh, really missing people? Other way way around. They only found one person. Oh, they found one person. One. All the rest still missing. All the rest never I was like, they ain't missing if they found them. No, no, no. Most That's of them. not how missing works. <laughs> that is not how missing works. <laughs> so anyway, the Abenaki tribe say that this land is cursed. And so many people are believing that is what is causing these people to go missing in this okay. Pennington Triangle. Okay. Um, the, the Bridgewater Triangle also cursed Native American land. Yeah. There Interesting. Are also some beliefs that um, instead of it being a cursed land that maybe or animal attack that maybe these people were stolen by the Bennington monster. Oh, the Bennington I, monster. Yes. Which I will get to later. In now the we're story. getting somewhere. Love it. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Bookmark that for later. Oh, yeah. That's how we're going to end this story. That's how we're I wrapping love it. it up. Sweet. I love it. Um, so Glastonbury Mountain is one of 12 mountains in the particular range surrounding Bennington and sits about 3,750 feet high. So it's not like a super tall mountain, but it's mountainy. Mountainy. Yeah. You can yeah. go skiing down it, I'm sure. Um, the Abenaki tribe believe that their god, um, Tobledock, lived on Glastonbury's peak, but also that the mountain was cursed. So while their god hung out at the top, the mountain itself cursed. Oh. Kind of conflicted. Oh, Got it. So my he Lord was. Goblin cock. Don't let the moose, the man eating moose. Goblin cock. Lord Goblin cock. Goblin cock. I just picture a goblin cock on the top of a mountain surrounded by a donut of cursed land. Yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of like worshiping people. And their be- goblin cock just sticks right in the sticks middle right of that up. donut. Anyway. Uh, yes. But they also believe that the mountain was <clears throat> cursed because the four winds, north, south, east, and west, met at the mountain's Fart. peak and changed directions erratically. Therefore, because it wind doesn't wind the way it should. Got cursed. it. So the wind bounced off other wind and, and, and re-winded w- itself. Right. Fascinating. Exactly. Yeah. Science. So, Science. Science. Um, so as part of this curse, there is also a belief that there is a man eating stone on the mountain. Hence where they think these people are. A goblin are cock. Goblin <laughs> cock, which will up and swallow anybody who happens to step on it. Again, Yums. which could explain some of the disappearances. Maybe they sure. all stepped on the magic stone and the stone ate them. Okay, nom, if nom, nom. you get eaten by a rock, that does, does the rock poop you out? No. It does, so you just it, become it does part so of the rock. into the mountain so you never get found. You're just Yeah, I was like, or is it like a is it like a temporal shift like you've gone through a portal, you're in a different area, or does it like digest you and then poops you out like little pebbles? I feel like it digests you but it just becomes part of the rock, makes the rock bigger so that mm. way you can eat more people. You see it's just oh, okay. expanding exponentially in size. That's a theory. Okay. I like my I like theory. it. Yeah. You're allowed to have it. Thank you. Because no one really knows what the fuck. Um as such, the good people of the Abenaki tribe don't 
ever really go up the mountain, but they did make it a practice to bury their dead along the base of the mountain. They did make it a practice to go under the mountain. No, so they just okay, like, so hey, they, dead people buried So they the buried their dead people on the outskirts of the donut of curse. Yeah, like at the bottom of the hill because their god is there, so they still probably have to like do things but yeah. they're not actually going to go climb and they're not going up the mountain. They were like it's impossible to do this without touching rocks and any of these rocks could just motherfucking just eat you. Eat me. So I'm just going to leave dead grandma over here. Yeah, so grandma's going to sleep at the base of this mountain forever. Grandma's fine with it. Yeah. She's dead, she don't care. She's totally fine. Um visitors to the area have also reported um feeling like dizziness or confusion. Um, although it's not clear if that dizziness confusion is tied to the curse or just the general sort of maybe it's the wind bouncy wind yeah it is the wind bouncing so you know not really sure but but a man named robert singley was hiking in the woods when he got lost in the triangle um he said quote everything crescendoed into this weird sort of dizzying confusion He's very descriptive. Oh, yeah. he got um, mountain madness. It just suddenly. Also, buy my new book uh, available now on Amazon Kindle. Um, you can hear great, it myself. great, great turns of phrase just like that. Mm-hmm. Also available on Audible. It just suddenly got dark and then it was like, where am I? What's going on? Oh, that's less where descriptive. Where am I? What's going on? Yeah, that's very yeah, Zach back. I don't know. I don't like um, that. He took a seat under a really big maple tree that was, quote, expelling a weird haunting energy. Oh, why would you sit near the haunting energy? I feel like you gotta move away from that haunting energy, bro. I he look, he's not a smart man. Um, Sat beneath the farting maple. But yeah, he got lost in this like overnight. Finally, the next morning, he was able to extricate himself from the Bennington Triangle and made his way to safety. He he got he cured his mountain madness. He did cured his mountain madness. Nice. Okay. Um, but as we know, not all made it to safety, including the following folks and from 1945 to 1950. Paul Jepson, age eight. Bye, Fried, Paul. Bye, Paul. Frida Langer, age 53. R.I.P. Bye, Frida. Um, I wrote, I was like so confused. That's it? I was like, so where's the rest two. of the names? No. Just two people. Mitty Rivers, age 74. Bye, Mitty. James Tedrod, 68. And Paul. Bye, Jimmy. And Bye, Paula James Weldon, age 18. Bye, um, Paula. Oh, 18. That's eight. sad. Eight years old wasn't yeah, sad. You didn't You're care like, about that no. one. No, you didn't care about that kid. 18. No. She was in the prime of her life. Yeah. Primo baby yeah. making years. She should have been. Yeah. Living Eight life. years old. She barely has object permanence. It's fine. Living life, boning down. Easier to she get doesn't over. Even, she doesn't even know she's gone. <laughs> she's just like, ooh, fun rock. Ooh, fun. Um, so I'm going to tell you about the first, uh, the first two in the list, not on the list I told you, but the first two to have disappeared just because chronologically gotcha. fucking day. So Mitty Rivers was the first person to disappear on November 12th, 1945 Rivers. By the way, Mitty is a man. Just in case you're wondering what Mitty the man, Mitty the man, Walter Mitty. (laughs) Yes. He was out hunting, serving as a guide for a group of four hunters, including his son-in-law, um, coming back to camp, Rivers uh, walked ahead of the group and simply vanished. Um, they thought, well, that's weird. Maybe he took a wrong turn, but he's he's an avid huntsman. He knows this area. He comes and he hunts here every month, like or every yeah, year. Yeah, if, if your guide gets lost, that's bad news bears. That's super bad news bears. So they at first thought maybe he took a wrong turn. Maybe he fell, whatever, something's wrong. So they actually waited about three days before they reported him missing. 
because oh, they shit. thought they thought he's an outdoorsman. Maybe he yeah took a wrong turn. He'll he'll eventually make his way back to town when that didn't he's happen. He's got mountain madness. He found a haunted tree. He's taking a little nippy nap and never he woke gonna up. come back. Never came back. Um, so search crews searched for months. Um, but the only evidence ever found was a single rifle cartridge found in a stream. Oh. So he tried to shoot yeah. a river. He got did. eaten by a rock. Yeah. Well, it was, I think it was an unspent cartridge. So it I've was like... I've goddamn had it with this water. Fuck you, water. Pew, pew. pew. Yeah. Fuck you and your memories. Yeah, but, but you and your memories. And he threw the bullet at it. Yeah. yeah. You remind me of That's bad what times. I did a, I did a whole You did a whole motion. throw thing. Or maybe, just maybe, Mitty shouldn't have taken his group to a part of the mountain called Hell Hollow. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, there could be better names, but I'm sure he thought this is pretty heavy metal. Maybe it's just a funny name, all right? Like, oh, we say it's Hell Hollow, but it's just like fawns and birdies and stuff like that. It's to keep the the, the weirdos No killer moose. No killer moose. No killer moose. I mean, carnivorous moose and rocks. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the moose get eaten by the rock. Ooh, maybe that's why we don't see any moose when we want them to show and up maybe, in Vermont. And maybe that's why people don't go missing that often. Because that rock, like every, you know, couple weeks, gobbles up a moose. And it's real full because like as we established, moose yeah. are big like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Them shits is big. That's, you know what? I like this hypothesis. Yeah, it's a good hypothesis. I'm, I'm really so, I stick by it. Science. Stand by it. The second yes, yes, I, I stand by it. The second disappearance was Paula Weldon, 18. As we described, she's the only one who matters. Yes, she's (laughs) the the one I'm sad about. (laughs) The only one we're sad about is Paula Weldon, age 18. On December 1st, 1946, so about a year later, Paula, a student at nearby Bennington College, got home from work at the school's dining hall, changed her clothes to a light red jacket with a fur-trimmed hat or um, hood, uh, jeans, and white sneaks. Oh my um, god, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, bit. legit. She told her roommate she was going for a hike. Um, the roommate noted she seemed a bit depressed um, at not being able to go home to visit her family for Thanksgiving the like a few weeks before. Okay. I don't know why, but also at the same time, Thanksgiving We're, with worthy family Worthy of not note, that bad. you know. Right. Okay. Um, but everything else seemed normal. She didn't have a breakup. You know, there really wasn't anything that was like, oh, she was out of her you know like mental state was was off everybody yeah. else said she seemed very happy the only person she was say, not looking for a tower to swan dive off of correct Mm-mm. um a few other students saw her walking toward the trail and one student actually gave her a ride to about three miles before the trailhead so it was a lo- she walked a long way in like white she walked kids. she walked miles to the trail oh my god the 40s man right in, what a time to be in alive white kids you know what i mean i was like there's no yeah. arch support in those shoes no yeah Man. My grandma wore I mean, shit. She didn't walk anywhere. I don't know why she didn't just get a bird scooter, you know? Right? God. Um, she was also seen on the trail, um, so we know she made it. Uh, the last people to see her were an elderly couple who were about 100 yards behind her. Um, they saw her turn a corner uh, on the trail, and when the old people made the exact same turn on the hiking trail, she had gone. Oh, eaten Ooh. by the mountain. She got eaten by the mountain. Um so an uh, even bigger search party. So the next morning when she didn't show up for class, um, her roommate was like, yep, she never came back home. This is the, where the last time we saw her, everybody put up big, big search party. When a pretty young white woman goes yeah, missing, we I'm all know she's the, the only one that matters. Out. I'm telling you. <laughs> she matters. Yeah. Um, 
So they gathered them. They started looking for her. They searched for her for weeks, for months. Um, there was a snowstorm that happened, so they had to like push pause a little bit on the search. Oh no! And they're um, probably like, "She cold now." Yeah. Well, that yeah. night they were like, "Well, she did bring her big jacket, so it's okay." It yeah, but she's in Keds. Her toesies are gone. So what happened? So when she left for the walk, it was about fifty degrees. So the jacket she was wearing was not a heavy winter coat. It was a fifty degrees jacket. It was a fifty degree jacket. The problem was it got down to nine degrees that evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a different jacket. Yeah, that's you a, want a different jacket for that yeah, one. Yeah. So she that's was a different, planning on coming back. You just never you did. You definitely so want like, other shoes. Yeah. So she... Ca- you know, canvas, ca- wet canvas keds in nine degrees. No, thank you. Mm-mm. No, you're dead. I mean, you've just frozen to death. No, but. you just have yeah. like cool ice boots. <laughs> Your feet just turn into ice boots. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So they resumed their search after, but now the, you know, forest is covered in snow. Um. The family really offered- easy to see her. She's red. The family offered a $500 reward and also assistance from the FBI, but none of that was Wait, able to... Wait, what year was this? 1946. So oh, the okay. FBI $500 was like, is a lot of money. Right I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back then it was fine. Um, but it didn't help. And uh, Paula was never seen again. And nearly 80 years later, her body's never been found. Ooh. So she got eaten by a rock. She got eaten by the rock. Or eaten by the moon. But, or maybe she didn't get eaten by the rock. Maybe the reason behind all these disappearances were were coming back to the Bennington monster. Yeah, I I was like, there's a monster. There's a monster coming. There's a monster coming. So maybe these disappearances should actually be attributed to Monshang by the Bennington monster. I'm here for it. Tell me about this Monchi monster. Yes. So, um, the Bennington monster is a Bigfoot-esque type creature. Okay, um, that's a squatch. It's a squatch um, that was first reported being seen in the early 1800s. Okay. So, so we've uh, got a couple hundred years of legend here. Um, according to that legend, uh, one of the main roads through Green Mountain National Forest was washed away during a really bad rainstorm, early 1800s. Do they just say okay. it's squatchy or do they actually say that it, like, do they have give a description at any point? Um, I'm about to get to the only description that oh, I okay, have. Okay, sorry. Um, it is about six feet tall okay. and covered in hair, head to toe. Yeah. Bigfooty. It's, it's that, big I mean, footy. that's a smaller Bigfoot, six feet tall. Yeah. It's just a really hairy man living alone in the woods. Yeah. I mean, arguably that's a description of Engineer Bob. Yeah. He's got a little less hair. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> said it. I different. did. Yeah. Well, no, I'm looking at his arms right now. He's not that hairy. <laughs> yeah. His face. I, uh, he's also not trying to survive the winter in Vermont. We don't know how his genetics would adapt. That's true. He would just start growing fur. Yeah. Man fur. Yeah. All over. We've seen it happen before in our very home. <laughs> yes. So anyway, in the early 1800s, a stagecoach was driving people through the woods on this road. But there was a really big rainstorm and the road was washed out. So the stagecoach driver gets off his little horse and he walks over just to assess the damage. Uh huh. To the to the road and how bad he thinks it is. While he was looking at the the road, he notices a very large, larger than human sized footprint in the mud. Okay. Within moments. So while it's only six feet tall, it got big feetsies. It's got real big tootsies. Okay. Um. And moments after discovering said footprint in the mud, chaos ensues behind him. People start screaming. Oh, no. Something happens. The stagecoach is attacked by something. Um, It is uh, overturned by this large creature. Now, no one in the stagecoach 
saw said creature, but they claim they saw that he had glowy eyes. Creepy. And let out a huge shriek uh, before, or a roar, sorry, before disappearing back (laughs) into the forest. Um, But yeah, so other people. But they didn't see the creature. No, they saw his eyes. Apparently, that's all they can notice. Glowing red eyes, my mind immediately goes to Mothman. Mm, mm. Yes, but no. And then big loud roar. Yeah. And like I said, other people who have seen or had encounters with it describe it very squatchy, but just less okay. tall. Um, but yeah, so so that, that could be the reason. Maybe they got eaten. But that Sasquatch didn't eat any of those carriage people. No, no, just overturned. I don't so know. So he's what he just was grumpy. He's grumpy at the car, but he didn't need a snack. Yeah, I was grumpy at the car. Well, I'm tired. He, he's he's even more. Uh... Oh, never mind. I lost it. He's more <laughs> Amish than the Amish. There we go. There's Amish. what I was trying to say. Doesn't even want the carriages, just the horse. Um, there was also I don't know what year this was. Maybe in the 60s, there was a mentally disturbed nudist. Who oh, would, who would... very very nudist. So he would um wear his jacket and then like as people were coming out he they they believe he had some mental illness that he would run out of the forest and just flash people scare them shitless and then run back into the woods so he'd just be like peen and then run away Mm -hmm. nobody wants that nobody wants that so nobody wants that so anyway that is the story of the bennington triangle what do we think took the people was it i i do like the idea of a manchi rock Mm mm-hmm I feel like that's a new one to me. Right. I all I I love a Sasquatch. Yeah, love it. Love a good Sasquatch. But I I feel like I'm going back to my original theory of man-eating moose. Uh, You're probably I'm right. One hundred percent team Bennington monster. The Squatch is hungry for human flesh. Yeah. Absolutely. He didn't develop a taste for the human flesh until after the he incident didn't have a with taste for mammal coat. blood. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He like came across one of these dead. He like killed the squat like person, the eight year old, or no, he killed old Mitty Rivers, ate him, and was like, "This is delicious," and then just went on a murder spree to eat people. Yeah, and then he got real full, and then he just was like, "All right, I'm good." And now he occasionally eats people. He found Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's turned his life around, where he just he just lives in the woods. He's just living his life, not eating people anymore. But anyway, yeah, Bennington. Uh, speaking of eating, this drink got some chunkies in it. The Ooh, more uh, I poured out, uh-huh. uh, I like swirled up the bottom. So now it's much cloudier. Yeah, it is. Than it was before. Uh, still no bobbles. No bobbles. No bobbles. So again, this is from Havoc Mead. It's Root of All Evil Ginger Mead. Mm. It is 6.9%. Nice. Nice. Um, and it is like literally the ingredients listed on the can are water, honey, ginger, lemon juice, and then two things to protect the flavor and like make it shelf stable. Wow. Um, those are the only ingredients in this. It is all natural. It is all natural. It is. It's not as I love a ginger. So I was ready for this to be like a very biting ginger flavor. Mm hmm. It tastes a little watered down ginger to me. Okay. It tastes like a flat watered down ginger beer. Oh, okay. Mm. That's not great. Mm. I don't dislike it, but it like, I feel like it in a cocktail would be good. 
Okay, because I was like, you have four four more of these? Three more of these? I have three more of these. It was a four pack. So you better start prepping your cocktails. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I I do love a ginger. I feel like this is the kind of thing I might reach for as like a lunchtime drink because it doesn't feel like it has booze oh. in it, but it's 6.9%, so I shouldn't do that. No, yeah, no. Especially if you got shit to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I always you have always shit to do. It's busy, you know, just fucking go for it. If you got like a Friday, we nothing. Lunchtime just beer. Like, just hang it out. Yeah, sure. Man. If that other happens for me, I will drink the other three of these. Great. Uh, but it's tasty I like it um, I don't think I would buy it again alright well. it's just not I wanted it to be like spicy and it's almost more tart than spicy uh, yeah, I, I don't, I've never had a mead in my life so I couldn't no. tell you if that's normal they yeah. are I, I can definitely taste the like honey in it it definitely is sweet mm-hmm. um, is it, now would you say this would be a good offering from honey brewed meadery Hunting brew meadery. I mean, I feel like they're. I feel like the mead from Hunting Brew Meadery is more than six point nine percent. Probably like ninety five proof. Yeah, I feel like also it's got all those rats in the basement. There's probably some protein in that. Oh, <laughs> that's what the. Anyway, it's good, not great, but it's good. All right, sweet. Well, hey, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I like. What? I like feeling good. Do and you, you know what? There was a yeah. lot of feel good going on in Vanessa's story. Really you know was. what else I love? Yeah. Trees as pubes. <laughs> mighty, trees the mighty oak. Pubes. Pube trees. The mighty oak lining your shaft. You know what else I love? Cow recidivism. It's like when these cows get out of prison, how long are they going to get back? And it's a great thing yeah. to gamble on. You know what else I love? Furry nudists out there in the in the forest showing you their dick. Mm-hmm. A lot of dick related things I like in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know what else I love? What? Gambling on farts. It makes your everyday, uh, you know, it's life. Living on the edge. Is this a yeah. fart or is this a turd? There's this one thing I love more than anything. It's Lord Goblin Cock. Melissa wins. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Goblin Cock. Lord, Lord Goblin Cock and a, a Bigfoot monster. Like yeah. you were definitely yeah. going to win. Yeah. You were definitely going to win. Uh, well, Vermont. Uh, a I mean, bit of you, a letdown. You, you tried. You did try. Um, I feel like you gave me a story that, that gave me faith in humanity, which you, is good. You taught me about something else weird. Yeah. That's um, it. Probably won't do you again, but no. thanks for showing up. Yep. Thanks for playing. So come back next week and there will be booze. And there will be bros. <laughs> Until then. Cheers. Cheers. Tinkity. It's nice.